Today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, we find out how Jeff Gustafson became one of the best bass anglers in North America. I got my fishing pole keys, tackle box in my hand, gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man, but the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass, and if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back. Cause the fish is all trumble at the thought of me when I'm fishing. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Well, great to have our good friend Jeff Gustafson on the air with us once again. Gussie, uh, welcome back. So you're uh, on a new tour this year. You've been on the FLW Pro Bass Circuit for a number of years. Now you're into the Bassmaster Elite Series. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, sort of a new new endeavor for me uh i've had six full seasons fishing the flw tour and that was awesome good experience um and then this fall um i don't know for everyone that that falls bass tournament fishing they'd be in the loop on this but major league fishing another organization um they've started sort of pro circuit so they actually um plucked quite a few guys from Bassmasters and also FLW, and it was sort of an invite-only thing. So the opportunity came. There were some openings at uh, with Bassmaster to get into the Elite Series, and I was fortunate and got got invited. So I accepted it, and and uh, yeah, that off to the off to the races. You know, the big draw is everyone that tournament fishes wants to. You know, the dream would be to fish in the Bassmaster Classic. That's kind of like the big, the Super Bowl of of all bass tournaments. And uh, you know, to have the opportunity to to do that is 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 a big deal. And um, it's a it's a, it's a much smaller field size than FLW, so that's kind of nice. And uh, you know, there's there's quite a few advantages. So i'm 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 excited about it and and you know looking forward to the new adventure uh, so Gussie, we're gonna kind of take a look at uh, at your journey through life and and how you got into fishing to begin with and let, let's go so let's go back to the beginning I know you're uh you're up there in uh, Ontario and I'm presuming uh, that's where you where you grew up yeah I, I did in Kenora Ontario on the north side of Lake of the woods so uh my intro to tournament fishing i we have a, an event in Kenora called the Kenora Bass International. It's a big. It's been going on since like 1988, so it's got a long history. A lot of the best anglers in the world have come and fished it. The Linders came and fished it for years. Um, so it's a big, high-profile event. When I was a little kid, I used to. We used to, My mom and dad took me to the weigh-in, and then by the time I was like eight or nine years old, I wanted. You know, that I lived for that. And then for my Christmas present when I was ten years old. Um, Santa got my dad and I an entry into the tournament for the following year. So that was okay. 1993, and uh, and we fished the tournament. And he didn't bass fish much. We fished lots, but more for walleyes and lake trout, fishing to eat. And uh, but I really, really loved loved to fish for bass and even pike. Just fish that you could use lures to catch, and that was I enjoyed that a lot more than going and jigging a, you know. Mm-hmm. That was that was too slow for me when I was a little <laughs> kid. So, um, so we started doing it, and and we were donators for for several years. And, and you know, our goal was just to go catch a fish so we could walk across the stage. And uh, and we always did that. 
and then as I got a little bit older, um, you know, I, I started fishing more and more, and, uh, you know, it just sort of went from there, and by the time I was a late, late, late teenager, I was, you know, I lived for fishing in bass tournaments, and, and started traveling to Minnesota and Wisconsin, a little farther from home, and did that sort of through my 20s, early 20s, and then uh, in 2012, um, I sort of you know, had the opportunities to fish some FLW events and qualified for the for the FLW tour and have fished fished that for six years. And then that, you know, getting to that point kinda you're kinda doing it full time, you know. So I'm I'm fishing these tournaments, traveling all over the country and uh, you know, and then come along with that you have different sponsored obligations and boat shows to work at and uh and then I do some guiding on the side and, and just stay busy, you know. I'm, I've never had a real Monday to Friday job before. It's, I've, I, uh, I've been sort of done my own thing. And I went to university for, and for four years and got a degree on the, I was, I always say the keep mom happy program. <laughs> uh, but I did that and, and I do quite a bit of writing and photography. You know, that experience was good. And, um, so, uh, you know, I stay busy all year round doing something, but the tournament stuff is, is the thing that I'm most passionate about and, and put the most, uh, effort into probably. And, um, you know, and it's, I, the first few years I, I got my butt whipped down south quite a bit, but I did good enough where I was making some money and I could kind of keep, continue to keep doing it. And now I've, I've sort of gone through a lot of the hardships and, and, I'm, I'm, I had a, like I said, a really bad, one of the worst tournaments I've had in several years last week. So that's, you know, but, uh, but for the most part, my consistency's gotten a lot better and, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I've made a lot of good buddies down here. There's five of us staying in a house this week on the lake and, and we've, uh, we've, we've had a good time. You know, I first started talking to you through uh, uh, Northland Tackle. You know, they're always giving me good guys that that they want, you know, on the air, and you were definitely one of them. Um, So talk about that relationship. That sounds like that's been uh, going on for a while. It has, and they've been um, really top-notch supporters. I think JP was probably the first, like, paying sponsor that I ever had. Um, So that was, you know... Very nice of him, probably, but before I really deserved it. But uh, but that was a that was a big deal, and um, you know those guys have, have done a lot for me over the years, and and uh, you know awesome awesome story there with you know being from Bemidji, and um, and they've made uh, made a lot of really good baits over the years. They certainly have, no question about it. And uh, two, two of the greatest guys I know are Dwayne and John. Um, I don't know what they like yeah, more, though, fishing or basketball right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, uh, so, JP, I, I get together with JP quite a bit, like, at least a few, you know, a few times a year for, um, we always fish the Fort Francis Canadian Bass Championship together on Rainy Lake in July, and then he usually comes up a couple times in the fall to go deer hunting, and then we've done, you know, over the years we've had other fishing trips and shed hunting trips and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. So I'll, I always like I I I don't think I've ever watched a whole basketball game in my life. And um, but I'm a big hockey fan, so like I have hockey on 
all the time, and he, it just, like, is painful to him. So it's, it's kind of funny because when he comes to Canada, we're not watching basketball. No. <laughs> but I know uh, I know the boys, the, you know, they're Dwayne's grandsons and um, – and and some of John's nephews and and they're 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 doing real well and I know they're they're good at it so that that's awesome. More with Jeff Gustafson coming up. Some people fish, some people don't. Those people are clueless. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Jeff Gussie Gustafson, my guest today. Well, let's go way back to the actual beginning and when you first started fishing. I mean, I, I, usually it's dad or grandpa that got you out there. What about for you? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the biggest thing. You know, it's, it, is, it is expensive to go fishing, but anybody can do it. That's the cool thing about it. And so, you know, for me, it was just, I was really lucky. My grandparents had a had a lake place on Lake of the Woods, a cabin, and we, we'd spend our summers there. So I was, I mean, I was interested in fishing when I was really young. I mean, like five, six, seven years old, I read, you know, looked at fishing magazines, and um, my grandpa had a lot of lures. Like, my dad just had, like, walleye tackle and boring stuff, but my grandpa always had, like, tackle boxes full of different lures, and I used to, you know, love casting them off the dock and playing with them, and um so that's you know some of my earliest memories um but but you know for for there's lots of other things that kids can do now but but especially you know in our part of the world up north it's uh there's so much good fishing and it's such a awesome activity so get those kids out there when they're young and and uh they'll it's you know once they kind of get shown how to do it then they're they'll be if they like it they'll be able to go do it on their own and and like you said, uh, you know, uh, you've been lucky to be able to make it uh, really an integral part of your life. Uh, it's the way you make a living, and and pretty much has been most of your adult life. That's uh, that's a rare treat for people. Yeah, no, I've been fortunate, and it's you know a combination of really um, committing to to this is what I want to do, and and also I've met a lot of great people over the years that have been able to help me out. Now I'm I've you know, got like some of the best sponsors in the world and, um, you know, support of friends and family. And it, and it's, uh, I'm, I'm very lucky. It's, you know, that the traveling part of what, like I left home on January 15th and we're at February 14th now. So, I mean, it's, it's been a month I've been on the road. That part of it's not glamorous. The long, you know, driving from Kenora to Florida is not glamorous, (laughs) but, uh, but, you know, when you when you have a good day on the water and and get to fish all these cool different lakes and meet lots of awesome people, it that kind of makes it worth it. And and uh, I, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing right now. Now I, I know when you know when we first started talking, you were you were doing a lot more guiding in those days, and I think maybe even some some hunting trips and things like that. Am I right on that? Yeah, and I I still do a little bit of that, but I not as much. Our deer hunting. Um, has gotten pretty tough in the last five or six years just just because of bad winters. There got to be a lot of wolves. And um, it's still it's still pretty good. I mean you can you can if you put your some work in you can still find some deer around. But it's you know, prior to two thousand ten or eleven, 
it was world class up there. And so that's when I kind of started doing it. And um, I still have a few regular friends that kind of come up and uh, um, and and deer hunt every year. And and I and I'm still out there doing it. But it's 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 a little. It's there's just not the numbers of big ones, big bucks that there was several several years ago and then i also do i've done a little bit of wolf hunting too over the last uh, this was the first year i didn't do it but i always do that in january um and uh and that's you know something that's sort of different and and you know for me it's just a an activity that kind of keeps me busy and during a slow time of year and and it's and it gets me outside okay so describe for us or those that maybe are envisioning a life in this in this way how do how do you literally actually make a living where does the money come from is it is it all tournament winnings so for me um and i get asked this a lot i bet (laughs) the the money for me comes from a lot of different places but like tournament winnings is probably the number one thing but that's like gambling like last year i had a really good year the year before not very good um but um sponsorships um i've got some pretty good sponsors so i do all right on that and and then um i do still do a little bit of guiding not a ton probably you know maybe 20 20 days in open water maybe 10 or 15 days ice fishing and then maybe 15 to 20 days of of hunting stuff so i mean i i do enough to kind of you know during the slower times just to keep keep some flow going um, I do a lot of outdoor writing and, uh, and some photography stuff. So I, I have quite a few little jobs there and then different, uh, you know, events where maybe like doing seminars, um, presentations, that sort of thing. I do, I do those when I can and, and make a few bucks doing that as well. So it's just kind of a mishmash of, of many things to, to sort of stay busy and, and, and you know, do you run the, keep doing what I'm doing? Do you run the whole operation yourself? I do. Wow. I do. Yep. So a lot of my buddies now, especially like doing the fishing stuff, they'll have uh, a lot of the guys have people that run their social media stuff for them, and that's like that's a pretty big project. So I could you know I could probably use a little bit of help with that. But it's just like a lot of the stuff I learned how to do it. And, and so I just kind of, it's just all part of the job, you know? Right, right. Um, what What is the thing you like the most, and what is the thing you like the least? Uh, wow. For sure, the thing I like the least is just the, you know, extensive time being away from home and, and family and stuff, um, and the travel. Uh that that you know, when you have a bad tournament, and you're on the road by yourself. That sucks. But the highs of when you have a good tournament are, you know, that's I I live for that. So that's kind of that's the that's the real thing that I love the most, probably. Is it a is it a real brotherhood out there on the road? Uh yeah, it is. It is. Um, for the most part, um, on the water sometimes during these events, some of the guys get a little bit chippy with each other but for the most part um yeah we all help each other out and you know there's a lot of little groups like what we have this week that where the guys stay together and it's nice to have a little bit of camaraderie at night and and that sort of thing 
So, and I, I suppose, uh, and and we've talked about this before. Um, you're not alone in this regard, but fairly unique in being a Canadian in a in a tour that uh, primarily features southern accents. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we we there's two other Canadian guys, Chris and Corey Johnston, that fish. They're from southern Ontario down near Toronto, and uh, they've done real well for themselves the last few years as well. But but I stay with those guys and roll with those guys quite a bit. And uh, but yeah, we we. Uh, we do. We stand out a little bit for sure, but uh, but we fit in with you know with all the guys for the most part on the on the fishing talk, and we uh, you know I think if you if you can kind of hang in there for a few years and and show these guys that you're competitive, then you kind of get accepted, and we've 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 all kind of gone through that, and and you know have a lot of a lot of good friends down here now. One more segment with Gussie still to come. Fishin' Paul Bunyan Country, where fishing is more important than pretty much everything. Wrapping it up with Jeff Gussie Gustafson. And Gussie, what I always found interesting is we, and, and even the people from the South admit when they get up here, that we really do have a, a, the best bass fishing in maybe the world up here as far as action goes and health of the fishery and Lake of the Woods, uh, particularly on the Ontario side, is incredible. Uh, and yet... It's still number two or number three fish for most people up here. Yeah, no, it's walleye country, and and the walleye fishing's tough. Well, yeah, and, um, and they're they're tough to beat if you want to eat. <laughs> so I I get it, but um, you know, but I like up up where I live on the north end of Lake of the Woods. I mean, if I want to go have walleyes for dinner, then I go I can go put the boat out in an hour and catch a bunch and eat them up and i do a lot of got a lot of my guide trips are for walleyes and i you know take friends and family out quite often and and we catch a bunch and i definitely do quite a bit of walleye fishing too but i i i really really enjoy the bass fishing more i think just the more you know there's more visual stuff with bass fishing and and as far as you can see see some of the strikes and see the fish and see the cover um and then you know they fight hard and and it's fun catching them on all the you know different lures that there are out there and and that's all just part of the whole package with with bass fishing. And now you 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 of course Lake of the Woods guy. Are the other two on the tour? Are they also Lake of the Woods guys? No, they're from Southern Ontario, so down near Toronto. So they actually live about twenty hours from from where I do. If we we're if we we're driving. And where where do they catch all their bass? Uh, they've got lots of good stuff down there. They oh. they get to fish the Great Lakes a lot, so they catch a lot of big smallmouth out there. And then, um, yeah, they've got they've got a bunch of good lakes kind of in their in their neck of the woods. They live in a town called Peterborough City, actually, but Peterborough, Ontario, and um, so they've they you know the one thing about being living up north is we're pretty versatile. Like we get to fish a lot of different different scenarios as far as like clear water we've got some rivers we've got lots of grass in our lakes and weeds um you know so so we're we're for the most part we i mean we get to fish for smallmouths and largemouths so i think that sort of serves us well on because you gotta if you come out and do this on the you know at the tour level you're going to all these different lakes all over the country you, you gotta you know have quite a few tricks to 
to kind of catch fish because you can't, you know, this you can't do this. Last week we fished in Florida, dirty, shallow water, tons of weeds, and then this week we're fishing on this Lake Lanier and it's gin clear, um, super deep. I was catching fish in like 35 feet of water today. Wow. I don't think you could even find 30 feet of water in most lakes in Florida. So, um, it's, you know, you got to have a lot of different, different, um, tactics to, to catch, catch bass and, and getting to fish up north and growing, growing up fishing up there, we're, we're able to kind of do lots of different, catch them a lot of different ways. Is there a distinctive difference in the way you have to fish in the south than you do in Lake of the Woods, or is it a lake-by-lake lake thing? It is. It's a lake-by-lake lake thing, and, it, and it's just a lot of the same principles apply no matter what, whether you're on a lake or a river or a reservoir. I mean, sometimes they want to be related to cover or structure. In fact, you, they, usually they always are related to some form of cover in the water or offshore structure. Or, and then, you know, when they spawn, all bass are going to go up shallow, in protected little bays and coves, and that's where they're going to spawn. So knowing that, you know, you can kind of have an idea of where they're going to be during the, like, pre-spawn and post-spawn stages as they're going in and out of those areas as well. So that's just, it's a lot of it's a lot of general rules that apply, but, you you know, you have to kind of put them to use on all these different different fisheries that we visit. Um, are, you, are your parents still alive? Yep. My dad's actually down here with me oh, okay. this week, so that's cool. And my mom's uh, holding down the fort up at home. And uh, I'm sure that you you say to your dad every now and then, "Thank you for taking me fishing back when I was a kid," huh? <laughs> yeah, probably not as much as I should, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he knows, and um, I'm sure appreciative of 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 him doing that, and um, you know. I've, I've made a lot of good friends through through fishing and had a lot of good experiences in, in my life, that's for sure. What's, uh, as you look at your your professional life so far, uh, what's the hardest lesson you had to learn? Ooh, the hardest lesson. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a toughie. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I've, I've learned lots of little things the hard way, just, you know, as far as, um, just little things with traveling and, and, um, you know, making poor decisions when I'm on the water and that sort of thing. But otherwise, I mean, I've been pretty fortunate. I haven't had a lot of, a lot of bad stuff happen, but, uh, I, last year we were, we were at a place and I actually had, my truck got broken into and I had like 15,000 bucks worth of fishing gear stolen. And I was very lucky. Um, the, the police and conservation officers there found my stuff a couple days later and I got just about all of it back. So I was, I got pretty lucky on that one, but, uh, you know, but it's, you know, we usually rent houses and stay in good areas and, you know, don't stay at the, don't stay at the cheapest hotels. Cause that's, you're, you know, usually asking for, because we, I mean, we've all got nice boats and trucks, and you know, you got to have all that stuff to to kind of get on the road and do this. So, and and we and I carry a lot of equipment with me just because we're visiting all these different lakes, and I don't often get to go home in between some of the events, so I have to bring bring a lot of stuff with me, and um, you know, so you got to kind of be smart about that too. The fifteen-year-old who's listening to you and envisioning a life in this field someday, um, one. 
the one piece of advice you would give that person? The most important, and this is what I get asked probably more than anything, actually, is is how do I get to do this? And the biggest thing, the most important thing is you have to spend a lot of time on the water. You have to fish. If you don't catch, if you can't catch fish, it doesn't matter if you have good social media or, um, you know, you can take a good picture. That stuff is second to, you know, being knowledgeable on the water and being able to, to kind of talk the talk and, and that sort of thing. But fish, fish, fish. That's the, that's how you're going to learn and get better and, and and good things will will happen if you're if you uh, put a lot into that. All right, Jeff Gussie Gustafson with us today. Great conversation about his life in fishing. Uh, Jeff, you're you're in your second tournament of the year. How many are there on this circuit? We've got nine nine tournaments, so it's a long season. Um, but after the after the rough start, it felt pretty good today to have a have a good day. And um, you know, we got I got. There's going to be three more days in this event, so I got a, I got my work cut out for me to, to kind of hang in there. But uh, but it was it was a good start today, so I'm I'll be I'll be excited to get back out there tomorrow for sure. Gussie, if people uh, want to keep tabs on how you're doing uh, there or read uh, some of your stuff that uh, that you're putting out, uh, how do we how do we chase you down? Yeah, you can check follow the tournament circuit at Bassmaster.com. They've got great live coverage during all the events. Um, I'm on social media at Gussie Outdoors. I have a website, gussieoutdoors.com. And if, yeah, if anyone wants to get a hold of me, it's I'm easy to find on that on those different platforms. And uh, send me a message, and I usually get them all. So fire away anytime. Jeff uh, Gussie Gustafson joining us again. Hey, thanks for the time today. We really appreciate it. Oh, always, guys. I do. I appreciate it as well, and uh, always good chat with you, Kevin.